Hello, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay, quiet. That's enough. This is a podcast by my dad and my uncle. They talk a lot about music. Like, a lot. A lot. So please sit back and enjoy. I think they are going to start in about 14 seconds. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of BG's Broken Records. Who, yeah. who are you? Oh, I'm Gare. And I'm Bob. So it's GB's Broken Records. GB's Broken Records today? GB. <laughs> yes, well, it is. Yes. GB's Broken. Okay, so here's here's the, the biggest news since we recorded the last time. Two huge things. We have business cards. Huge. And they're awesome business cards, by the way. They, they are good business cards. And we have a guest today. Say it again, Bob. We have a guest today. We have arrived. We have a friend from years and years and years ago. He's up in Minneapolis, and he's going to tell us a couple of stories about some adventures. Great adventures and a great timeline. Oh, yeah, great timeline. But before we get into that, I want to just touch on one thing real quick. So we're setting up. We're at a a different undisclosed location somewhere outside of Metro Detroit. Gary sleeps here, but I'm not going to tell you where it is. Okay? Thank so, you. You're welcome. So I look over on the floor, and there's a stack of records. And I'm peeling through them, and what? how did they show up here? Uh, a good friend of mine's moving out of town, and he's like, hey, I got... Where's he going? Uh, he's going to uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, that's home. That's home. Oh, is it? That's where he's from. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, he retired from his job. Seriously? And so did someone else we know. Seriously. 33 years. In Atlanta? Correct. Pat. Yes. Come on, Pat. Congratulations. Did he really? Uh Yeah. Wow, Pat. Well done, lad. So anyways, this individual called me and said, I got all these albums. Do you want them? Having no idea what they were. And I said, sure. So here we go, guys. The two that I picked out, the soundtrack for The Breakfast Club. And the sound fa- soundtrack for Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Classic. Okay, and Gary says we've got to start reviewing albums. Okay, here's my review. They both suck. Whoa, yep. that, that was a fast review. A f- really fast review. The best, the best soundtrack album is probably a movie you've never heard of. It's called Times Square. Never heard of it. Didn't I just say that? Yes. I'm okay, just... so Tommy had the soundtrack to that. It is freaking awesome. Early, early cure. Gary Newman, the Ramones, Susie Quattro doing rock hard. Patty Smith, blah, pissing in the river. What a crap song. That's the song. That's the title of the song. Yeah, pissing in the river. What year is this? Are Eight, we talking? 80. Okay. Talking Heads, and that one album just before their breakthrough. That is the best soundtrack album out there. Find it, people. Actually, you know what? I'll put a link to it because I made it. Better made... than Quadrophenia? Oh. Whoa. Better than the song remains the same. Okay, we're we're just we're just shucking and jiving here. Okay, so I think those albums stink. Christine McVie passed away. Very sad. Jerry Lee Lewis passed away. Which this time he really is dead. He is dead. The killer is dead now. You well, heard? You what saw was the, that story? <laughs> Tell him the story. Well, they kept reporting that he was dead, and then they went and interviewed him. Like extra TMZ went to interview him, and he's like. 
I'm not dead. I'm still here. <laughs> but then it was like almost a week after that interview. It was really close to it that. And then he's dead. Then he's really dead. Then he's dead. So, but but the killer is dead. The killer is dead, which doesn't surprise me. I'm surprised he lasted that long. True. You know, Christine McVie? Yeah. I mean. Quick illness. That's that's. But let's think about this. Who's going? I mean, who's up there? I mean, you know, I love Ian Hunter. He's 82. Ringo. Ringo's 81. Sir Paul. McCartney. Um, Bill Wyman is 86. Charlie's gone. They're going to start dropping like flies. Neil Young's 82. Hey, and I know we're going to touch on, uh, because Barry's timeline had a a mention of Roger Waters and the... um, the wall tour, but I want to show you a picture of, of an album that just sold a copy of the, an autographed copy of Pink Floyd's the wall. So I'm going to read it. Okay. Somewhat ironically Floyd band members to face the 1979 album release, the wall with personal graffiti. They all signed it. I wonder if Roger supplies everyone else with pens on this occasion. Quote, that's okay. I've got mine. You have these unquote. He said, take a look at that picture. Can you see Roger doing that? He gave everybody a big pen and he used a Sharpie. He's such an asshole. <laughs> Always an asshole. All right. So, hey, listen. Okay, we're going to go get Barry Fires on the, on the phone. And we will be back in, I don't know, maybe 10 seconds. Hang tight. Okay, welcome back. Gary and I just went over our standard intro shtick that we always do. Talk about deaths or stealing stuff or whatever. <laughs> well, whatever. You know, sometimes I go through magazines and I find this crap. So at the end of our last episode, don't think that we do this all in succession because we don't. We meet once a week to record. But even though you heard at the outro and the last episode that our, our guest was calling in, it's been a whole week. We hung up on him and we've met back up seven days later. Correct. Yeah. Needless to say, there's a gentleman on the, on the phone with us who I've known since I was a senior in high school. So I was 16 years old. Barry, can I use your last name? Absolutely, yeah. Barry Fires. A legend. A legend. (laughs) He even shaved for this, even though you can't see him. Barry, just before we got on the phone, I said to you, I don't think I've chatted with you in 30 years. Yeah. It. I think I think it's been 35 years since we got out of that. Mr. What was his name? Reams? Lenny Reams. Yeah. Lenny Reams. So we were taking a drafting class. So Bear and I were sitting right next to each other. And I think you looked over at me and you said, do you know who's in town tonight? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, kiss. And- wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's back up for a minute. So Buddy Reams, who smoked the more cigarettes, which were like mini cigars, and then he'd say, yeah. hey, do you need some help? No, I'm good, Mr. Reams. And he'd come over, put his hand on his shoulder, and just blow that coffee oh. and more cigarette breath into you. Sorry, I digress. Go ahead, Bob. Yep. Gary knows. Yeah, Gary knows. Well, it's better than getting punched in the gut by Blondin. <laughs> oh, he did that to me, man, one time. I'm telling you. Did you get Her- lippy or what'd you do? Yeah, I leaned in the I leaned in his uh, uh his classroom and I yelled, Rents is a wimp. Oh. And he walked out into the hall and he goes, Come here. And I walked over there and he punched me right in the gut. And he goes, Don't don't bother my class again. Good punch? Like good hard punch? Uh, I never leaned into his class again. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> okay, I digress. So Barry and I are sitting there. It's early 1983. I think it was February 83. Barry, yep. Barry, hey, Bob, kisses tonight. You want to go? And then Todd walks over, right? Yep. Hey, we're talking about we're talking about going to kiss. Yeah, I'll go. Great. So yeah. 
So then we head over to the village. We go to K Bomb. Right. Nice. CTC ticket outlet. Nice. Hey, we'd like three, four, and then we kind of mumbled it because you know, Kiss. It was a little embarrassing in '83 to go see right. Kiss. So, <laughs> so it was kind of like, hey, do you have three tickets for? Yeah, how would you like eleventh row or yeah, eleventh row? I think it was. Yeah, good tickets. Yeah, we had great tickets. And then you looked at me and you got that big smile on your face. And you were like, hell yeah! So we go to the show. We I, had. I'm sorry. Where was the show at again? Cobo. Thank you. Okay. It's the only place you see Kiss back then. Okay. So, so we get in the Great White Whisper. Isn't that the name of the van? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Whisper. The Whisper van. Todd's dad's van. Tricked out with side pipes and everything. Oh, my God. Is and this the, the Thomas Hardware van? The Thomas Hardware van. Thank you. So we go down to the show. You, you, I think you brought a monster boom box. Yeah. Blast in tunes. Probably Kiss Alive 2 is my guess. Yeah, the old JVC. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure you still have it. Yeah, maybe somewhere. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe it's in my parents' house. Okay. I'm making this story longer than it should be. So we go to the show, drinking beers on the way down. I can say that because I know my kids won't listen to this. 11th row. Here's Okay, Barry. So here's my recollection, and you correct me if I'm wrong. Plasmatics warm up. Wendy o, right? Wendy o. Williams. They do their stuff. Wendy O. comes out with a chainsaw, cuts a guitar in half on stage. Throws yes. it throws it in the audience. I cruise up to the Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Chainsaw and whipped cream or was she dressed or was she whipped creamed? What do you think, Barry? I you know, I think it was electrical tape over her nips. <laughs> Thank you. Just had to get the visual. Go ahead. I don't know, but it was pretty sweet. Go on, Bob. <laughs> so we do the, so then then she throws it in the audience. I walk up to some guy. I'm like, hey, do you, I'm a big Plasmatics fan. Fuck, I don't know one of their songs. Can I just touch the guitar? And he's like, yeah, sure, dude. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> so then we're all standing there, 11th row. I think we're standing on the seats. And then all of a sudden you look over and you said, I'm going up front. And I look at Todd. He looks at me and we're like, uh-uh. I don't know how long it was that you had walked away. And then all of a sudden, so this is the 1983, I'm pretty sure it was the Animalized Tour. They had Eric Carr on drums. The stage was set up like a tank. Right. So you would have had two tracks and a turret in the big, what do you call that? The big cannon. The, the big cannon, gun. The cannon, yeah. That thing. But the thing would rotate, right? And then right. All, all of a sudden, I see somebody who's not supposed to be on stage <laughs> hauling ass across the stage, quick stop, wave to the audience, keeps running. The cannon is turning towards him. Oh, boy. Dude, you ducked out of the way like the best limbo dancer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> nice. Get it. <laughs> Get across the stage, and we don't see you anymore. So Todd and I say, holy shit. We finish up the concert. I think it was pretty close to the end. We walk out to the Great Whisper. You're on top of the freaking van. Yep. Doors open. Tunes blasting. I was on stage. We're like, what the freaking crazy? Tell me what happened as soon as you ran across that stage. What? Well, yeah, it didn't take long to the roadies just tackled me and threw me right out the door in like five seconds left. Did they give you a big pat on the back on the way out, Barry? Or how did... How did they treat you once they tackled you? <laughs> Not very well, like a criminal. <laughs> did they throw a punch at you at all and throw you down some stairs? Because that's a story I tell. You know, I think it, no, I don't think they punched me, but they were pretty aggressive. <laughs> Okay. All right. So needless to say, that was my, my one and only concert with Barry Fires. Now I didn't call him up after 30 years to say, Hey, listen, listen to this one story from, from Bob, the little bit of intro with, with Barry Fires. Barry has seen some concerts 
a lot of concerts and he's met a lot of celebrities. So I heard a story about him meeting Keith Richards on one of his solo tours. So I'm actually just going to hand it over to Barry for a few minutes. Maybe you can give us a little, hey, here was the first time I met somebody backstage, how I got there and how it might have turned into a good hobby. You game with that? Yeah, I'm totally down with that. Never met Keith, but here's how it all started. Ronnie Wood was at uh, Paperbacks Unlimited in 1987 selling, um, signing his book. So Evan Lindbeck, Evan and I go out to Paperbacks Unlimited. We wait in line for about two and a half hours and we're like 10 people away from seeing Ronnie. It's like, you know, you're about to meet Santa Claus or something. And then um, so. Woody's man gets up and says, hey, that's all folks. Ronnie's leaving the building. I'm like, oh shit. You know, we're not just going to give up. So we go out to Evan's Cadillac, get in the Cadillac, drive behind the bookstore and uh, there's Ronnie's limo. We see him get in. So we follow his limo down uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, down to the uh, St. Regis. Got out of his limo, so we just parked the caddy right in front, ran in there and said, hey, Woody, wait up, wait up. And he's like, hey, guys, how you doing? And his bouncer was there. And he was really cool, man. He uh, he took the time to sign our books. We got pictures with him. And uh, he was just a really decent guy. So, um, oh, yeah, and I had a... Uh, you know, this is way before cell phones. I had a film camera and I took a picture of Evan and Woody and it was the last frame on the roll and it started rewinding and Woody oh. started lap walking away. But I'm like, hey, wait, wait, wait up. So I, I had, luckily I had an extra roll, popped the new roll in, got a photo with Woody and I. So, I mean, that kind of sets up what's coming up. So like two years later, I buy this magazine, Keith Richards on the cover. And I, you know, I go to the, the center and, you know, the, the article and there's a picture of a backstage pass. I'm like, holy shit, that's the cover of the Talk is Cheap cassette. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I felt, so I did. And I was identical. I'm like, holy shit, I can do this. But um, Keith's uh, Talk is Cheap tour already went through town. So I didn't make another one. I mean, the first one I made was um, the same year, this Rolling Stones Steel Wheels tour. I just took the Steel Wheels cassette, you know, this is, you know, before computers and digital stuff. I made it by him with an X-Acto blade and a straight edge. And um, I just, I took that Ronnie Wood photo, put it on the back with like a Budweiser logo and my aunt wrote a note like this this pass gets buried into any Rolling Stone show just totally and it worked man. I went to the Silverdome all by myself I'm like nervous very nervous and I'm walking down I'm like okay boom 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 like what do you want I'm like show them the pass I'm like come on in I'm like holy shit this is so cool so I did and I kind of milled around backstage and you know I didn't get too close you know I didn't try to go into any dressing rooms or anything so I just kind of like headed out in the crowd and that was pretty much it I got into the you know the Rolling Stones with fake backstage pass so Barry, hold on a second. So that Keith, so you sent me the original picture from that article and then you show right. the talk is cheap tour already came through. Right. So you couldn't do it. People, I'm just telling you when, when Barry says, I just took the cover of the cassette. I pasted the word guest across it. That's all yeah. I did. It's, it looked exactly like the pass in the article. I, right. I, I showed it to my niece on Sunday. We were out to dinner with the, with the family. And I'm like, this guy has got some freaking plums of steel. Very guerrilla <laughs> marketing at its best. Right. Okay. So you did it at the Steel Wheels tour. Where was Steel Wheels? Spartan Stadium? Uh, oh, Silverdome. Oh, Silverdome. Right. God, dome. Okay. So did, yeah. you, did you see any of the guys behind stage? No. Okay, fair enough. No. Okay, Barry was kind enough to create us a timeline. And look, everybody. Oh, I didn't know you saw the Eels. How are they? Really good. Oh, I bet. Ooh, really good. They're, they're they're from your neighborhood. No, but they played the Pantages that night. I think he's from. Uh, I think he's from L.A. Okay, so I don't. This is all good, harmless fun because no one gets hurt. That's why we can relate these right. stories. Yeah, there's no real rules. You know. Yeah, there's no rules about right. making fast. <laughs> well, come on, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> 
mean, it's not, it's not bad, but it's probably not kosher. No, especially with heads of security. They really hate it. I mean, so, you know, security guard doesn't give a fuck, but if you get into like real, like the guys at the top, they get seriously pissed. Okay. So, so give us a couple of stories of, you know, you did the, you did the silver dome with the stones. Give us the best, the most awkward backstage and give us the best backstage. Okay. Um, let me start with the worst one. It's another Rolling Stone show in 1994 at Spartan Stadium. This one went south, man. I was with my friend Tanya and we walked right in like we usually do. But I'm serious, like 10 seconds later, there's like Mick and Keith's like personal security. And they walk up to me and they're pissed. They take the pass, yank it off my lanyard and like, oh, I made, that's a bogus pass. I'm like, what's your problems? So I pushed them and both of them pushed me back into a chain link fence and just held me down until the Michigan State Trooper came. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to jail. Tanya's like, don't hurt him, don't hurt him. Anyways, they put, they kicked us out and they gave us a trespassing ticket. And that's the most trouble we ever gotten into. So, you know, and East Lansing gave me a minor in possession ticket. So I'm just not a fan of MSU anymore. Uh, me neither. Well, but, that, um, that- so, sorry, Barry, I interrupted you real quick. And unfortunately, these phones snap out a couple of times. So did you see any of the show? No, nothing. Nothing. Did you buy any, did you buy tickets or were you just trying to nope. get in? Okay. Just made laminates. So you're not, you're not out any, you're not out. God, what were they probably charging back then for that tour? 120 bucks a ticket. That was about right. Christ. I just paid 560 to stand on the floor at, uh, at LCA. Yeah. Thing, times have changed. Oh, for sure. Okay. Best. Um, my buddy, Kevin took his mom's Mercedes, a really nice one, the 450 SL two door. And we were pulling, you know, cruising down Jefferson. We're all excited. And uh, I'm like, don't park the car. Just drive straight into Kobo, you know, like through security. Where the, you know, the, all the semis are. And Simon's like, yeah, I don't probably got a, we'll get a Mercedes here. So um, sure enough, we pull up to the little gate, flash the pass. We're in a Mercedes, two punk kids. They open, <laughs> they open the Brilliant. gate. We park the car, walk straight in, and um, we just watch Sting. We're like sitting on, you know, these equipment. You know, those big fucking boxes they roll around. Yeah. The stage. So when people are looking at us, I'm like, what the fuck? They didn't, you know, that's not like an official pass. But no one, you know, they kind of looked at us, but they let us slide. And um, that was a good one. That's a good one. Now, wait a minute. Where was that? Was that a Kobo? Yeah, that was yeah, also that's right. You just you just said, yeah, because I'm looking at your timeline here. So yeah. did any of these experiences get you up in front of the star? Because I know there's a couple pictures here. So there's you and you and Neil in Detroit. So, yeah. so was that at that, a concert? That was not. That's uh, that was not backstage. That was on a yacht. <laughs> okay, do tell. Okay, so um, my dad's in the you know marine business, and he knows a lot of captains. So Captain Kevin called one day. He said, "Hey, uh, my my first mate can't make it. Uh, can Barry fill in?" And he said, "Sure." So I'm gonna you know make a couple you know maybe a hundred bucks in a couple hours. So um, I go down there down to Bayview, get on the boat. We take it down to riverfront apartments and I'm getting the bo- um, bar all set up. I look out the window. I'm like, that dude looks like Neil Young. And he's like, he turns the corner, gets on the boat. He's with Mr. and Mrs. Coon and they introduce themselves and Neil's right behind him. He's like, hi, I'm Neil Young. And I, you know, couldn't even breathe. I was like hyperventilating. So I, you know, said, hey, how you doing? What do you want? Can I get you a beer? He's like, yeah, I'll have a Bex. You know, and, and then they go up and they talk their business. I'm like, holy shit, Ronnie. I'm um, Neil Young. That's incredible. I just met him. So, uh, yeah, I got my picture with him, you know, after they were done. And I don't know, it was a pretty cool experience. You know, they, we've got a buddy, um, Doug uh, 
I shouldn't say his last name, but I will. Doug Turnbull. He ends up he ends up in the craziest spots. He sends us a picture one day. I think it was with Neil Young. He sends another picture. No, no, it was it was it was. Uh, he was talking to Bono up north about or up in Lansing when they came through about. I don't know, climate change or something like that. And then he sends a picture. He's with Indomitian Sue, the defensive tackle from the Lions. And I'm like, Doug, how do you stumble into this like random shit? I, I mean, I can I can barely find like the third drummer from from Seduce, you know, <laughs> Jesus. So, get lucky. Yeah, yeah, you get lucky sometimes. So later in life. OK, so that's early 2000s. And I see you went to a number of shows 2010 and after so in 20, right. 2011 you've got gnr ozzy osbourne cake u2 adele widespread panic oh on our birthday gear um pumpkins van halen james addiction right same same modus operandi yeah yeah and the funny thing is like people always ask me like how do you know what the passes look like i'm like i don't you know i just like take a, my best guess and they usually work but the only time my fake pass looked like a real pass was um at that cake show. Was I mean, it, they were like, it was that close. Yeah, it was perfect. Wow. The match, like one out of what sixty? I've almost done sixty of these. <laughs> so, uh, Seriously? <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm standing like Danny Gibney. Remember Danny? Oh, he was shit, with yeah. And uh, we were like standing right on stage like the whole time. They walked right by us when they were done. It's pretty cool. But I didn't have the balls to, you know, reach out and say hi or anything. Yeah. You know what? I get, I get that though. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? Hey, Paul McCartney, what are you going to say to him? But you right. made, you made it that far. You don't want to push it too yeah. much, you know? Well, I mean, if I bumped into Paul, I'd say, look, you should use an augmented flatted third on Eleanor Rigby in the second stanza just before the bridge. Sorry. Is that what you would say, Bob? No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I, I'd probably choke on my tongue. All right, Barry, this is, I, I can't believe you've done this that number of times. It is freaking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I know. And um, I've only been tossed out of like a few, it's like a 90% success rate. <laughs> hey, uh, Barry, being a big Van Halen fan, the one from 2012 in St. Paul, any, yes. any good story there? Um, not really, because uh, we went in through the front door. Okay. We didn't. Oh, uh, so um, but I think you know the thing about that Van Halen show. I think that was the last show they did before they canceled the tour. Because David Lee Ross' voice was so bad. Yes. Well, that too. But I think you know him and Dave or um, Eddie and Dave just. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Eddie's Eddie Eddie's man. He was he was. A pain in the ass, was if a, you ask me. He was a drunk, man. I mean, his brain was fried. Who who told... So Matt Turnbull... Oh, I think I already mentioned this in the in a podcast a couple weeks ago. Stephen Piercy lives down the street from Eddie Van Halen. Eddie's trying to get sober. He says, hey, Stephen... Good Stephen story. Piercy from Rat. Hey, can I hide a bottle of vodka in your bushes? And he's like, <laughs> well, I've got a freezer in the garage. Why don't you just put it there? Stephen Piercy's on tour, and all of a sudden... He gets a phone call. Hey, there's some guy rummaging around in your garage. He looks like Eddie Van Halen. The guy, and Piercy's like, that's because it is Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> He's looking for a bottle of vodka. Oh, my God. All right. So, Barry, I noticed that, that 2014, 13, 15, it started to get a little – were you growing up a little? Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I was, yeah. I was growing up. I had enough money, you know, to buy my own tickets for real shows. And, uh, 
kind of just fizzled out. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, it fizzled out five years ago, two years, three years before COVID at the U two. Right. So in twenty in twenty seventeen. No. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, it's um, it's always a thrill. I mean, the adrenaline starts pumping. You know, when you try out smart security, and you know, it's a rush. I, you know, I love it. <laughs> well. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, man, hats off to you for this. This is just freaking hilarious. Um, yeah. It's like I was at Roger Waters, the wall, and we got kind of like greedy towards the end of the show and tried to like go down like right up front. And, you know, security just grabbed us and they took us backstage. They were so fucking pissed that they took us to the cops and the cops are like, what are we going to do? You know, we can't arrest these guys. I'm like, oh, I'm playing stupid. I'm like, oh, I. I just bought these for 200 bucks. Outside. It wasn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? So, sometimes you just got to play ignorant. <laughs> you know, I, I got to tell you, I don't know what you thought of that Roger Waters show. Gary and I sat um, 10th row, 20th row, something like that. Phenomenal. Great show. I had two punk kids next to me talking at full volume next to me. And I looked at the kid and I said, I said, Hey man, I'm trying to listen to music. And he goes, Oh, well, we're singing. No, you're not. You're talking. And they didn't show up for the second half. Good. Punk-ass kid. <laughs> Punk-ass kid. Probably, he probably bought a fake pass. Right. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, but Roger Waters, great show. He's an angry dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's an angry Yeah, I mean, uh, Gary's word, it was phenomenal. It was a hell of a show, but I don't think he's that nice a guy. He's a communist. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, he is. And uh, he's pissed uh, off. But, as Barry, a great, great show. For sure. And for who, sure. Who is playing guitar, Bob? G.E. Smith. Thank you. There you go. Um, hey. Okay, Barry, anything you want to throw out? Boy, I think I've covered uh, most of it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. All these shows were, you know, ZZ Top's one of my favorites. They were cool. I met him back. See, it was a meet and greet. You know, I didn't like, you know, I just paid 200 bucks to go meet him. They're all really cool. Well, Neil I, Young, Ronnie Wood was cool. So I, I do have a Ronnie Wood story. So for, uh, I, I know this guy, he lived in London. He said his daughter was at this school and he went to pick up his daughter. And all of a sudden this guy walks up next to him and said something in really thick British accent. And Danny, the guy I know, leans looks over at him and he said, uh, yeah, I agree. And he looks back straight and he's like, it's freaking Ronnie Wood. <laughs> Literally, Ronnie Wood's daughter, who is, you know, he, what's he on his fifth wife? 48th kid, you know, and he's like picking up a 10-year-old 10, 10 at school or an 8-year-old. And then he's just standing next to Danny. Danny, I'm like, what'd you say? He goes, nothing. He goes, what, what do you say to Ronnie Wood? Right. <laughs> nothing. I, I met him. I was like starstruck. And I'm like, I love you. I love you. I love you. He's like, I want to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so uh, Smith and I went to see him on his, uh, a solo tour, and we went to the Ritz in Roseville, and you got to love it. He comes out for the encore, and he looks at the, he looks at the audience, and he goes, uh, we always come back. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You do. You're fucking hilarious. Pardon my French. All right. Hey, Barry, thanks for taking, yeah. the, thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That was fun. Oh, uh, listen, I know we're going to get a ton of, of comments on this one. I'll cut it down. You send it to whoever you want. Okay. All right. A lot of fun, Barry. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Gary. That was fun. Yeah. Hey, and I got to tell you, this this timeline kills me. Dude, priceless. Priceless on the uh, timeline. Glad I made it. Did you keep all your concert subs, too? No, I didn't. But I know I know you did. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> 
Except right. that some of them are, are getting so faded from age that I can't even tell what uh, what concert it was. But right. I I still have that Kiss 83 ticket. Yeah, do you really? Oh, my God, that's awesome. Oh, for sure. I'll, I'll take a picture. I'll send it to you. I know, dude. I, hey, man, I love your podcast. I listen to almost all of them. And I'm telling you, you guys are like the click and clack of music. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of that you, man. That means a lot. Thank you. Good stuff. I really like it. So all right. Well, spread the- yeah, spread the word. Yeah, appreciate We'd appreciate it. it. And uh, we will be in touch. It won't be another 30 years, my friend. Right on. Okay. All right. All right. See you, buddy. All right. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. So we just talked to Barry for a second off- offline. Gare, those stories kill me. Great stories. 60 shows in 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 the mythology uh, the mythology the methodology continued from start to finish a little stripe with the word a little yellow stripe with the word guest across it and a cassette hey bob barry's a rock star (laughs) barry is a rock barry is a rock star now that 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 was pure genius so i don't know what else to say he had me laughing my ass off for the last week when we talked to him and again i haven't talked to the guy in 30 30 years and i just sent him a note on uh Facebook, which I almost never use, and he was game. That's the best part of the story right there. And he was all game to do it. So now I've talked to him, and um, we've got another podcast, so away we go. Anything you want to drop in at the end, Gare? I'm good. Anybody uh, out there you want to give a shout-out to, like our one of our number one fans, Paul G? Oh, Paul. Yeah, Paul G. I almost used last name. Yeah. Shouldn't do that. Yeah, and uh, Steve C. is a big fan. Is he? What about the your buddy who we met down at um, at the uh, Echo Show? Oh, uh, Johnny. Johnny. Johnny, big fan. Johnny. Yep. So I saw him um, working out a couple weeks later. He's like, that was a great show. And I'm like, yeah, Echo was a pretty good show. He goes, no, 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 your show. That's a great show. And I'm like, oh, you're talking about oh, me. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. So, hey, and I noticed that 15% of the, I think 15, no, what did I say? 50% of our listeners um, subscribe. Some, yeah, some, something, some great like number that. like that. We'll get into that in another podcast. Forward this on. Give us a thumbs up. Um, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon, Audible. Correct. And um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We're going to take a break for the uh, holiday season. We're going to go find Santa, and we're going to throw some coal in his boots. <laughs> well, I don't know. What else are you going to do to Santa? Happy holidays. See ya. Merry Christmas, everyone. See you later.